This is RV on Business. Welcome back to 101.9 High FM. It's nearly 22, 20 to 1 on Tuesday afternoon. Thank you so much for joining us. That was a great interview we had before with Legal Lens. Please look them up if you've got a lawyer, if you've got legal bills, if you're going to engage a lawyer. Just such approachable, easygoing people, and I think they provide a great, great service. And our next topic is something that's quite close to my heart because I was having a chat just before, um, you know, early December where somebody was saying to me, like, this 12J is a great idea. You need to relook at it. And I said, I've done some interviews with it, but all of a sudden I was quite keen to look at it with a different lens. And then all of a sudden I was asked if I would interview John T. Osher from Westbrook Alternative Asset Management. And I said, why on earth not? So, John T., welcome to High FM. Thank you, Abby, and hello to all the listeners, and Happy New Year to everyone. Great. Well, let's hope it's a happy and a safe and a productive year for everybody. And, uh, you know, again, just urge people to be careful, take this thing really, really seriously, and uh, the inconvenience is minuscule compared to the suffering of, of being on a ventilator and, and suffering. But anyway, Jonty, let's start at the very, very beginning. 12J sounds like something out of a legal handbook, which it actually is. Um, but what does it really mean? Take us back down to 101 financial investing. So, so 12J, as you rightly say, is just a piece of legal legislation in the Income Tax Act. And it really is designed as an incentive to allow investors to get a tax benefit for providing or investing their capital through this incentive, which will ultimately be used to invest in small and medium-sized businesses in the South African economy. Right. And, and really, why has National Treasury and government looked to include this incentive? Because the small and medium-sized segment of the South African economy is one of the biggest um, growth segments, it's one of the biggest job creators, and traditionally, private capital has not been invested in that segment on, on a wide basis. Right. And by providing a tax incentive to investors, essentially giving them a benefit, a day one benefit, which we can talk through, for investing in a Section 12J vehicle, that capital is then used over the five-year investment period that the investor has to hold the investment to provide capital to, to the SMMEs. Now, the different types of SMMEs or mandates that, that asset managers run, but the ultimate aim of the capital is to be used to stimulate the economy, create jobs, and provide capital to these SMMEs that traditionally couldn't get it from, from normal sources such as banks or private equity investors. Okay, so I am an investor. I call you up, and by the way, my apologies, you are there on the website. Please go to the website, everybody. Have a look at, again, a really nice web, website. It's Westbrook with two O's, .co.za, um, and you can navigate your way around there. So, Jonty, I come to you and I say to you, okay, listen, um, I'm earning a million rand a year. I'm paying tax, let's say, I haven't got the tables in front of me, but let's say 25% to make the figures easy. So that's 250,000 rand. I've got a choice of using a retirement annuity to order to reduce my taxable, um, my tax payable at the end of the year, or I've got a 12J. Um, talk me through the differences between traditionally using a retirement annuity 
and using a 12J, just because I think that a lot of people can relate to that because the RA has been the traditional vehicle up until this point. Yes, yeah, so sure. So an RA obviously has been a traditional vehicle, and 12J can either be used as an alternative or as a complement to, mm-hmm. to an RA. So it doesn't have to be either or, it can be both. I think some of the benefits, obviously, of a 12J is you get the upfront tax deduction, but the legislation says if you hold those shares or that investment for five years, if you exit that investment over five years, there isn't a recoupment of your upfront tax benefits. So slightly different to an RA where you have to hold it to retirement age in order to get access to your investment. Yeah, it's a five-year period from the date that you subscribe for shares in a 12J investment. I think another thing we found very attractive for our investor base on why they use a 12J to reduce the tax liability is the limit is higher. So, for example, um, an RA, you're limited to 350,000 rand of your taxable income based on the calculation you use. Right. From a 12J perspective, the legislation says an individual can invest up to 2.5 million rand in any tax year. And a company can invest up to 5 million rand. So you get a lot more relief um, if you're a high-income earner by using a 12J investment. One thing which we like, and we're we are an asset manager in alternative investment funds and products, is by investing in alternative funds and products, ultimately your underlying investments are generally uncorrelated to your traditional investments you have within your investment portfolio. And when I say traditional investments... Listed bonds, listed equities, listed stocks, that sort of thing. And by using a 12J in other, as a complement or an alternative to an RA, you're also getting that uncorrelated risk profile or investment profile because a lot of what the 12J managers invest in are private alternative assets, which are generally uncorrelated to the listed market. I think another unique thing that you can get from investing in a 12J uh, product is Typically, and this would depend on the one you choose, they can pay a dividend, which ultimately means the investor can achieve a yield through that five-year period. An RA generally doesn't um, pay any any return out and is regulated by Reg 28. Yeah, you can get cash flow during the period, which is also a benefit to a lot of our investor base. So let me just unpack a little bit, because in an RA, if there are dividends payable, they're retained within the fund. Yes. Whereas what you're saying to me is if we go and uh, invest in, I don't know, Gamma Zulu Beta Company, and they pay a dividend, you can call me up and say, listen, I've got X amount of rand for you. Do you want me to reinvest it, open a new investment, or shop it into your bank account? Yes, yeah, so, so this is where 12J and kind of the underlying investment is important. 12J is just a mechanism or an incentive that gives the investor the tax break. Uh-huh. It's not... That doesn't necessarily define if you invest in a 12J what asset class or underlying investment you're investing in. That is determined by you as the investor or a wealth manager assessing the 12J asset management market and see what products are out there. And those products can invest in a variety of things. So you can invest in hospitality, student accommodation, uh, asset rentals, agriculture. And that specific fund that is run by that manager will have a mandate on what it will invest in and what it will target as an investment return. For example, we run a fund called Westbrook Aria. Westbrook Aria's mandate is to invest in asset rental businesses. And by their very nature, asset rental businesses generate cash flow. 
we can therefore extract that cash flow within our mandate we target to pay an investor a dividend during the period. So up front, the investor knows that they are selecting this investment because one of the key components of it is that it is paying a dividend or yield during the period. Okay, John T, let's try to break it down because really what I'm feeling and, and since I started doing research in December is that this is a very underutilized um, area in investment, um, in the investment world for two reasons. First of all, it's a little bit mysterious and second of all, it's not traditional. So your normal financial planner doesn't have access to this information. And Bob, and I just want to give a, a, a proviso up front and, and state my case very clearly. The point of the show is to um, showcase different investment opportunities. And in no way are we giving advice or coercing people to invest. We simply want to um, showcase what's available so that people can make informed decisions from there. So yeah, I just have to throw that in there. Um, so John T, very simply, if a person is investing in an RA and they've reached their cap, they can, of, of the, of the 350 per year, they can then come to you and invest all the way up to two and a half million rand. The beauty about that is that that's just a, that's just a, a shell, the 12J. They'll then sit down either with you or some of your colleagues and you will give them the suite as to where they can put their money, correct? Exactly. So, so how I kind of like to, to position it to our clients is, Section 12J is a piece of tax legislation, and that's right. the tax component of your 12J investment. But with any kind of traditional investment that you make, you, you look at the fundamentals of that investment to see that it makes sense. So, so for example, within 12J, there are different types of investments that you can select from with different focuses, with different asset managers, with different ge- geographical spreads. So we always advise our investors or our wealth managers to still fully understand the investment case that that specific 12J or shell, as you called it, is going to use that capital for and what they're going uh-huh. to invest in. So, John, the example that I often give is that, you know, the investment is just a vehicle. So, for example, a Toyota Corolla, that is the legal vehicle, 12J, retirement annuity, whatever you want. The engine that you put in it is entirely up to you. Certain times, now correct, 28, there's certain limitations. But otherwise, you can put any driving mechanism in it that you want, but you know, it's, but it needs to fit into that particular shell. Um, let's just one more thing. I just want to clarify for the listeners is that the upfront tax deduction, you know, does it work in a way like this? For example, a person has got a got a million rand taxable income. They give you a hundred thousand rands, and upfront tax deduction means that they actually only pay SARS tax on 900,000 and not on the million. Is that correct? That, that's exactly it. I mean, the, the legislation works is that the investment you make into 12J in the tax year that you invest, so that's yes. very important, you can deduct that investment from your taxable income. Right. So you don't deduct it from your tax liability, you deduct it from your taxable income. So in your example, you said that investor earns a million rand, and they invest 100,000 rand, so therefore their million rand is their taxable income. They invest the 100,000, they can deduct that from their taxable income, so therefore their new taxable income now becomes 900,000 rand, and then they will therefore pay SARS tax on that 900,000 rand, depending what their marginal tax rate is. So for example, if they pay tax at 45%, it would be the 900,000 rand times 45%, and they would have already benefited then 
from the deduction of investing in the intersection fault check. A hundred percent. John T, we're running out of time. There's still quite a bit I want to ask you, but we need to take an ad break. Fussy, please take us to the shops and uh, get us back to John T as quickly as possible. Hashtag you don't have to be Jewish. This is RV on Business. Welcome back to 101.9 High FM. It's unfortunately 8 minutes to 1. We are running out of time very, very quickly. I'm on the line with me is John T. Asher from Westbrook um, Alternative Asset Management. John T., are you back with us? Yes, I'm back. Great. John T., I'm going to rush because I would love to keep it a little bit hot plus one, but that's not going to happen. So from the tax deduction, from the, con- the tax deduction, one of the conditions is that I need to hold this asset for five years. So I get the upfront tax deduction. After three years, you and I don't see eye to eye and I decide that I'm going to go buy, I don't know, open a shabine with my money and I'll ask you to give it back to me. What's the tax consequence of that? So, so I think there's two components there to consider. Obviously, the first is the tax consequence. So, for example, if you can get your money back from that 12J uh, investment vehicle, the money that is returned to you, you'll pay a full recoupment back to SARS. So essentially, the, the upfront tax benefit you got on day uh-huh. one will have to be recouped by SARS. Therefore, in your tax return, you'll have to pay SARS that money back. Mm-hmm. But I think another practical issue that I'd just like to highlight is the 12J manager will take your money on day one and use that capital to invest in the mandate that has been designed for that fund. Right. So... By year three, the fund itself might have invested all its capital and cannot be in a position to create that liquidity for the investor to get their money back. And there generally isn't a secondary market for that investor to go sell their shares to someone else because if they do that, someone else doesn't get a tax deduction for buying it. Right. We always advise our clients that they should see this as a five-year investment because practically the 12J itself might not be able to create the liquidity the investor needs if they need uh-huh. that money say, at year three. What happens if, um, you know, we, we, we have a mandate and sit down and after year two and a half, a, an event like COVID hits the world and our whole mandate change, needs to change, our whole outlook needs to change. Are you as Westbrook able to manipulate it and change it like a financial planner would be able to take you out of Alan Gray cap, I don't know, Alan Gray balanced and put you into Momentum Balance Plus? Would you be able to do a similar sort of transaction? So so that's a tricky one in relation to on day one, the investors essentially gave us a mandate to invest that capital in a specific set of opportunities. Mm-hmm. Those opportunities don't make sense down the line. We would have to then engage with our investors to get approval to change that uh, set of opportunities or mandates right. and would only go and mandate of our investors. We, we don't have the unilateral power to do that. Um, we like to run our funds within the mandate that was given to us by Fantastic. John T., unfortunately, we're up against the clock. Please just give me the details how someone can get hold of you directly, how they can get hold of the company, and uh, what the best way to communicate with you guys is. Great. So, so as you said earlier, our website is www.westbrook.co.za. Um, anyone who is interested can also email me at John T., J-O-N-T-I, at westbrook.co.za. Um, and yeah, you can just, there's a lot of um, information on the web around Section 12J, who the asset managers are, what their offerings are. So it's best to anyone who's interested to, to kind of do that research and then get on a call with a few asset managers to see which, which product suits their needs. 
hundred percent. And if somebody wanted to sit down with you, whether, you know, COVID providing face to face or on Zoom, just to get a better understanding, are you guys open to that sort of consultation? Yes, definitely. So we've got a whole bunch of material on our website, videos, webinars, um, infographics for, for the investor to, to kind of start educating themselves. And then we definitely do one-on-one, whether it be Zoom calls or direct calls or meetings if COVID allows, to take the investor through it and they can address any questions with us. Um, if Brilliant. They have. John T, thank you so much for your time. Thank you for explaining so clearly. And uh, best of luck for the year going forward. Thank you, and to you turn to all the listeners. Great, thank you. That was John T. Osher from Westbrook um, Alternative Capital Management and um, Asset Management. Please go have a look, just broaden your eyes and see what's out there, and then go and get the appropriate advice before you make a, an informed decision. I miss Craig today, he's taking a break for a week, but Vusi, thank you for pushing the buttons. Thank you for keeping the show going. Thank you for listening, everybody. Best of luck for the week. Keep safe, and we will speak to you next week. Hi FM, your station of choice since 2008.